My name is Anthony P. Richards. I'm a pastor and I started this podcast channel to equip, encourage, inspire and challenge you to passionately live to your potential in Christ through the Word of God. For more information, you can go to my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Welcome to another day as we journey through the Word of God and we continue our journey through the Gospel of Matthew and we're continuing our journey through the 24th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew and I'm so glad that you are joining me. We're picking up today from verse 21 and I'm going to just head straight into it because as I've mentioned in my previous videos on Matthew 24, this is a chapter that you need to study in completion. You need to study all of it together in order for it all to make sense and for you to be able to understand it. And uh, and so I'm giving you bite-sized chunks and breaking it up into four different videos and then you'll be able to watch them piece by piece and uh, put all the pieces together. So let's pick up at verse 21. For then there will be great tribulation such as not been seen since the beginning of the world until this time, no nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. (laughs) Why? For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or, look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. So much in this passage. Great tribulation, such as not been seen since the beginning of the world until this time. Jesus said that this will be the most awful time in the history of the world, which will be after the church is called away. First Thessalonians chapter 4, we enter in a period of great tribulation. Those people who now realize that they need to give their lives to Jesus, that, that it's real, now need to understand what this chapter is all about. And they will have to understand that it's going to be a horrible time in history. When we think of wars, famines and and genocide in the history of the world that we've seen, this is a very sobering statement if the worst is yet to come in the Great Tribulation. When God pours out his wrath on a world that has rejected him, that's what is going to be meant by Great Tribulation. David Guzik, those who believe that the events of Matthew 24 were all or mostly all fulfilled in AD 70, the destruction of Jerusalem, are in the unenviable position of arguing that the calamity that befell Jerusalem at that time was the worst catastrophe of all history. This is not possible to adequately defend historically. As bad as the catastrophe of AD 70 was, There have been subsequent wars and calamities even worse. This reminds us that this great tribulation, this time of catastrophe such as has not been seen since the beginning of the world until this time, has not yet been fulfilled. Some will say, look, here is the Christ. 
No, we, nobody should be deceived about the nature of Jesus' coming. It's not going to be secret. It's not going to be private. It's going to be as plain as lightning that flashes in the sky. And in the middle of such tribulation, there's going to be a temptation to look for false messiahs, false Christ, false prophets. Spurgeon said this about the lightning that comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Christ's coming will be sudden, startling, universally, universally visible and terrifying to the ungodly. Now, the word here that's used for the coming of the Son of Man is the Greek word parousia, and it means coming. And it's used only in this chapter in the Gospels. It's used four times, verse 3, 27, 37, and 39. Uh, in the epistles, it's used several times in Paul's epistles, his letters, uh, talking about Jesus' return in glory. And France says this, its literal meaning is presence, as in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10. But it was used for official visits by high-ranking persons, state visits, and also for divine visitations, hence its technical use for Jesus' ultimate visitation. So then we get to the last verse that we're just looking at in this particular passage here, which is verse 28. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered. It's a difficult statement, but it must have some link to Job chapter 39 verse 30, where Job said, where the slain are, there the eagles are circling. <laughs> um, when judgment is ready, the eagles are ready. So that time is going to be a time where if you have not accepted Jesus Christ by this time, it's not going to look good for you. Matthew 24, verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the heaven to the other. There are, there are several prophetic passages in the Bible that describe the, 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 the disturbances in the heavens that will proceed and surround the glorious return of Jesus Christ. Joel chapter 2 verse 10, Revelation chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 34. And the Son of Man, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. What is the sign of the Son of Man? It's difficult to say exactly what it is. It, whatever it is, it precedes his return as described in Revelation chapter 19. And somehow it's related to the the, the incredible things that are going to happen in the heavens, these disturbances that are going to precede this great event. Um, the elect, we've heard about them a little bit. Just to clarify, the invitation to 
the gospel message, Jesus has declared that it is God's desire that all should be saved. Everybody. It's it's his desire for everybody to be in relationship with him. The kingdom of heaven is a place where everybody receives a an invitation, but not everybody responds to the invitation. Once you respond to the invitation, you become part of the elect. You have elected to become part of God's chosen people. So God is going to gather them. So they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. It's the fulfillment of the very end, indicated by the sign of the abomination of desolation. Now, since this has not happened yet, then neither has the abomination of desolation. Guzik says this, Again, those who claim that all or most of the events in Matthew 24 were fulfilled in the Roman conquest of Jerusalem and Judea in AD 70 are in an unenviable position. They often claim that Jesus fulfilled this coming on the clouds of heaven of the Son of Man with power and great glory by coming in judgment against the Jewish people in AD 70. Even some of those people who believe that most of the events of Matthew 24 were fulfilled in the fall of Jerusalem understand that this is a stretch too far. Some, some of them do. They realize that they, 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 the concept falls short when we get here. FF, uh, sorry, AB Bruce. From the foregoing exposition, it appears that the coming of the Son of Man is not to be identified with the judgment of Jerusalem in AD 70. So, you know what? I'm uh, so I'm going to leave it there for today uh, because I know that the next piece that I need to go on to is is going to take some time, uh, and I, I'm I'm trying to manage the time of doing these particular videos uh, on Matthew 24 in a way where they are in chunks that are able to be digested and for you to be able to go back and rewatch and put them all together, maybe watch them all together one after the other. But I do know that uh, it's something that I want us to grab a hold of in a way that we can digest it because I know that there is a lot in this chapter and I know that a lot of it is it's the first time you've ever heard it and you're listening to it and trying to understand how it impacts you in your relationship with Jesus at this time in history. So I'm going to leave it there for today. Thank you so much for listening. For more content, please don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Have a great day.